It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm off for the rest of the week. Yeah, you are. Headed to Saskatchewan to see our families. That's awesome. And then we're leaving the boys there for a week. It's oh, going to be. Damn. It's going to be the first time ever that we haven't had the boys for. Well, really, I guess at our house, it's never happened before. I thought you left the boys, or no? Just we did, we went to Mexico with McKenna's dad once, and her sister watched them while we were gone. Right. But never like just at home have we like, right. going about our lives. Have we ever not had the kids? So this will be weird. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, they're looking forward to it though. Oh heck yeah! Being with grandma and grandpa, getting spoiled. And then Stampede kicks off on Friday. Are you planning to do any Stampeding, Shauna? Uh, yeah, not cheating, but Stampeding. <laughs> um, yeah, I think on Saturday we're gonna do maybe the rodeo or the evening show. Oh, I always nice. like to do the rodeo once. Um, I've although, never been to the rodeo. Oh man, it's so fun. I just, I don't know. What I every year I try to make it a tradition to go to the rodeo once. So we're gonna try. Although tickets I think are sold out for this Saturday, so it might have to be next Saturday. We'll see. Uh, Rural Alberta Advantage plays at Wild Horse tomorrow night. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then all my buddies are going to Wild Horse on Friday, but we won't be here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There's so many good shows. Yeah. There's so much going on. There is a ton going on. There's even some new tents, like uh, down McLeod, the back alley has a tent right now. Oh, I don't know if you, interesting. Their whole parking lot is a tent. Crazy. And that's a new one. Yeah. That's new. But it's cool. I like to see some stampede activities creep a little further out into the suburbs. Because totally. Because I live a long way from the stampede grounds right now. Fair. Yeah. Long way. I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Jeff, who sent me a photo this morning. He heard our conversation yesterday about handlebar mustaches. He went and shaved himself a handlebar mustache. That is just Brother. phenomenal. So we're up to 12 guys now that we've convinced to handlebar it up. I wonder if he's going to keep it or if it's just like in the midst of shaving. You know, you do it for a quick minute and then right. you go on. I'm curious. Uh, I hope he hangs on to it. Yeah. Good life, this handlebar mustache. Might life. as well. At least for Stampede, you know? You know, I went to the gym with my handlebar mustache and I figured maybe it would make me stronger. No? I think I'm actually weaker. Oh, uh, that's weird. It, it must require a certain amount of... Broader. Energy just to operate. A short amount of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of your energy must go to the mustache and then yep. leaving less for your muscles. It's escaping but. out of your mustache, just out of the handlebars, just dripping out of there. So. Yeah, if you get an infrared uh, infrared camera on this thing, you'd see it pissing, brothers. So. <laughs> anyway, on today's show, Heritage Moment, because it's Wednesday, we're, I'm going to challenge Shauna to identify some songs based on the piano wedding arrangement. I did terribly on this, by the way. Yeah. Um, Shauna met a real Terry yep. today in Saskatchewan. Real Terry. Uh, and the most important non-essential purchase. What's the last thing that isn't essential that you would give up? We're going to talk about that and more after your out-of-context clip of the show. Is Cliff listening? That is not how... He would be yelling. He's so He's sad. so mad He's so now. sad. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So we went on this hike last week, and uh, I stopped at one of the waterfall pools to have a bit of a dip, and it was uh, absolutely freezing, but com- yep. totally exhilarating. Amazing. You never feel more alive than you do at a moment like that, right? Nope. And I was trying to convince my buddies to... I was like, you guys got to do that. It's awesome. It feels so good. It was hot out. And my one friend is like, nah, man, I can't swim. So I did, I did know that about this one friend. He does not like the water. Right. He can't swim. And he's like, you know what you can't look cool while doing? Drowning. Mm, this is true. It's true. Nobody looks cool while drowning. Nope. 
Nobody looks cool whilst even like I mean dying as a whole, you don't look cool doing it. Ah, uh, there's some cool ways to die, yeah, I think. I suppose so actually now that you say it, yeah. I wouldn't say struggling in the water is one of them Mm-mm, though. No. You no. know, even like everybody Dane Cook had that joke where everybody has come up underneath a kid on a raft in a pool and you have that moment of like sheer panic where you think you're gonna breathe mm-hmm. but then you can't. Yeah. Nobody looks cool at that moment. No. Water there's a lot of things to do with it where if you're not comfortable in water you just you're not gonna look cool. For right? sure. And mm-hmm. he I guess he knows his limits and he stays stays out of the water. Yeah. Not for him. Okay. Um but he had another addition to our list of things you can't look cool while doing, which we're compiling. Yes. We're gonna have to put this somewhere because I'm starting to get some repeat ones. Yeah. Um he said, when you're driving with your signal light on, when you forget oh, it on, mm-hmm. he was driving beside this old guy in a beautiful old convertible, and he said the guy had it the top down and his arm out the window, and he was just loving life, but his signal light was on. Yep. And everyone's like waving and trying to get his attention. He's like, yeah, it's a 67. It's a beauty. Hey, oh. like, no, you got your signal light on. <laughs> yep. No, you can't look cool doing that. You certainly can't. No matter what car you're in, nope. no matter how cool you think you are, if you're driving down the freeway with your signal light on the whole way, you yep. don't look cool. We've that's all done it. That's a great one. Yeah. We've yeah. all done it. Mm-hmm. But when you your music's too like loud and you can't hear the clicker, that's, yep. whoops. Yeah. Because you're just too in it. Yeah, totally. Oh. But you do look like, you do look like an idiot when that happens. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. That is a good one, Ham. Hey? I don't know how I got thinking about this, but what is the last non-essential purchase that you would give up, Beckler? So as money gets tighter and tighter, what would be kind of the final thing that you would hold on to mm. for you? That's you know a what great I mean? question. Gives a lot of insight into what you value, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, what are we considering to be essential purchases? Like, is my vehicle essential? Yeah, um, I would put that along the same. Yeah, vein is essential. I know it's not, but let's say that let's put that in another category. So, right. Okay, it's not a luxury. It's more utilitarian, right? Yes. Okay, so, yes. So kind of more of a luxury thing, or yeah, something for you truly that you okay, know, you'd give up. You'd so hang not on to. your house, not no. clothes, not like even I would say your phone is essential to live in. I'd say twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so especially take for those our out, job, for sure. Probably my gym membership. mm Hmm. Um, because when they closed the gyms during COVID, my mental health took a serious hit. Yeah. And I didn't realize how important that was to me until it was taken away. Mm-hmm. And I got very frustrated with people during the pandemic who would say, well, just go for a run. Just do some push-ups." It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. I tried for a year to become a runner and yeah. I'm just not a good runner and I'm never going to be a good runner. Um, so if I lost, like, I think things would have to be very bad before I would, you know, get to the point where I wouldn't set aside 50 bucks a month. To go to the gym. Yeah. That would yeah. be mine. That's a good one for sure. And yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, although during the pandemic, I made my own home gym, which was good enough for me at the time. For the kind of workouts you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe not that then. I find there are some things that people will hang on to, uh, like even if they're really tight money wise. One of them is getting your nails done. Mm, okay. And I respect that because it doesn't doesn't cost very much money, but I find a lot of people when they get their nails done, it just gives you that little finesse, that that outward feeling of confidence regardless, right? Yeah. And so I always think that's a great thing to yeah, hang on to, even if your money's tight. You can still save 10, 15 bucks for a na- some nails, you know? like For McKenna, it would be lashes. Mm, interesting. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. We would start rationing meals, but mom la- mom's lashes See? would look bomb, right? They yeah. Yeah. Would- and honestly, like it, when it's something like that, it's not that expensive, but it, it's that outward thing. Uh, people will do that. I find even with clothes as a whole mm-hmm. is you will 
hang on to because again it's it's that projecting out on, into the world and I think that helps a lot and come back around and maybe it might help your financial situation down the line as well I see what you're saying yeah you start to lose that and you start to lose little bits of who you consider yourself to be yep. your confidence mm-hmm. and and I think it snowballs right so yep. if you can hang on to that stuff another one I find tattoos People will save money for, and those are expensive. Like that's, I guess, depending on the size of it or whatever, but. It is true. And sometimes you'll see see people who, you know, maybe aren't in the best financial situation, but they are still covered in tattoos. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of money invested into your body right there, right? Yeah. Body. But then you think about it and it's kind of the same as clothing maybe for for people, right? It gives you that outward appearance of confidence and people will hang on to that as well. And I mean, gym membership goes along the same veins, I think. I hadn't thought of tattoos like that, but you've changed my perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just something that makes them feel good, and you can go, and I, there I was, respect the hell out of that. There was that movie Hustle recently. Uh, it was an Adam Sandler movie about basketball. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but it's about this Spanish basketball player, and you know he lives with his mom and his daughter, I think, and he's just trying to like make in basketball to, to support them because they don't have much. Yeah. But he's covered in tattoos, and I was thinking... Well, you got like 10 grand of tattoos on your body there, right? Yeah. That could have paid for a plate. But you're right. If you look at it like that, mm-hmm. if you look at it as like part of someone's identity, yes. then I, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neat. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Justin from X Middays, he made a funny post last week about ju- how during his softball game, a guy vaped at the plate. Yeah, I responded to it and was just like, uh, you know how many players we've had that have full out darted at the plate before? (laughs) He was asking if that's peak beer league or if it's a trash move that should be reserved for cornhole tournaments. And I said, that sounds like peak beer league to me. Yeah, me too. Sounds like the kind of athlete you'd expect out of a slow pitch game. It's pretty funny, yeah. I actually respect the move. Mm -hmm. Baseball traditionalists might have something else to say about it. It's true. Should we go down to the ballpark and look at the duster walking up to the plate now? Is he vaping at the plate, Buck? Am I seeing this right? His jersey tuck is straining against an enormous cheeseburger locker. He's probably driven half a dozen brew pies into that thing so far this game. His gut is hanging out below his jersey, Buck, as if it's suffocating in there and desperate for some air. He'll get set in the batter's box and blow a huge cloud of vape. Wow. You know, what's most impressive about this, you can't even see the ball. There's so much vape smoke around him, we can't even see it. This is truly one of the more ignorant displays we've seen in a ball game. He just blew a smoke ring around the ball like some sort of baseball wizard. This tickles my pickle a little bit. If he gets a hit, it's either going to be a home run or a long single. I do not see him making it all the way to second. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of program he's run- He's on here, but running is certainly not a part of it. The and Shauna Podcast. I've gotten a few messages recently from friends of the show saying that they've dug our last couple Buck and Pat segments, which is really nice because with the segments that we've been doing forever like that, yeah. I sometimes wonder, are people over this? Mm-hmm. And maybe other people are. Yeah. I don't know. But Buck and Pat is a tough one because if you don't watch baseball, then you the whole thing is probably lost on you. Um, that's why we try and yeah, you like you try and make the content universal enough that even if you don't get who you're imitating, it's still kind of right. entertaining. It's a baseball accent at this point. It's it not even necessarily it's, those guys. No, anymore, no, it? it's morphed into its own thing. It's just a sweet baseball accent. It's just a sweet baseball accent. And I don't want to stop doing it because I really enjoy doing that voice. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's it. So that's good. I feel like we've been on a real strong roll lately with Buck and Pat. Hell yeah. 
Big thank you to Shane Holmes, the sponsor of this podcast. Shane Holmes builds paired homes in several communities around the city. Yes. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. You can even go into one and do the yell test if you want, or you can stand on one side, yell, and see if your family can hear you on the other side. But that's how that's how much Shane Holmes stands behind the sound, the, the noise reduction that they employ in those homes. For more information, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have another Terry of the Month nominee, Tad. Yeah. Okay, let's do great. It. Uh, so I was offered a beer by this Terry, and this was in Dundurn, Saskatchewan. And uh, I said thank you, but I said I was actually driving. Uh, and then Terry, he says to me, the minute I said that, he said, oh, no, no, you'll be fine. It's <laughs> like, okay, Terry, I will, I will not be fine. I will not be having this. But he says, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. He goes, you're in Saskatchewan. That's what he said first. He knew I was from Alberta. I'm like, I, oh, that doesn't justify drinking and driving, Terry, but okay. And then we he said. We drive drunk here and we marry our cousins. As, yeah. And then he said. so attractive. He, he says, he has a rule about this. He goes. As long as you only break one rule of the road at a time, you'll be fine. So he says, just don't speed, and then you can have a few. I was like, okay. He goes, and if you're really worried, you can take a grid road as well. And I was like, oh my lordy be. So as long as you're doing one or the other, according yes. to Terry. Yes, but you if you do You can either drink two. or you can speed. Yes, and he had proof of this. He said a, a buddy of his just got a D- Dewey. He was like, yeah, a friend of mine just got a DUI, he was, but he was speeding. So then, you know, they found the open liquor in the car, and then he got a Dewey. So it's his fault. And I'm like, holy. As if you get pulled over at a check stop at Saskatchewan, and they like, everything else is uh, in order here. So yes. you are pretty liquored up, but that that's doesn't the matter. only law you're breaking, so on you go. That's it. You're that's not how it works. Tara. You can see the open booze or whatever. You're, you're drunk, and you're like, oh, it's fine. But you weren't speeding. We're so speeding. you know what, Terry? Phones see you later. Pocket. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. And he was like talking about his buddy who got a DUI. And he says this so as a matter of fact. I'm like, how often does this happen, Terry? Honestly. And then after that, yeah, he was like, he he got caught and he had some uh, open liquor on the seat. And it was okay. But he said, but the nice thing was that the cop actually drove him back to the bar. I was like, oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? So I guess he got the Dewey and he had to ditch his car. And then the cop was like, don't worry, I'll drive you back to the bar, though. You're, like, like, You're already in trouble. You might as well go finish your night you out. You might okay? as well. Yeah, just don't just don't get back in the car. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a couple good white girls sayings for you. you have, three of them, You have actually. a couple good white girls for me? Great. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bring them in. Right. Let's go. Three good white girl phrases for you. Okay, amazing. Uh, do you have a metric we can rate this with, Shauna? What's hot in white girl culture right now? Uh, mini fridges to store your makeup in is one. Ah, I've heard that, yeah. Or the big one, the uh, the Barbie face contouring tutorials. Because, mm. of course, Barbie's all the rage right now. Right. So maybe that one. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. So the, these first two, my wife McKenna stumbled across. Stop thinking so much. You're breaking your own heart. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. Here's another one. Okay. Someone who overthinks is also someone who overloves. Holy. <laughs> Holy man. Holy man. Okay. All right. Those are both bad. And then this one, yep. uh, I got a, good. a white girlfriend on Instagram who posts some heater sometimes and she's doing it unironically. Okay. It's time to say goodbye to anyone Anything, any place that lowers your vibration. Oh, yeah. What's that about vibrating? Yeah. What'd you say? You said it's vibrating. You're there with your vibrator? Yeah. 
Some white girls and vibrators. That's what I'm picking up about this. How many Barbie face contours out of 10 do we give Man, these ones, Shauna? These are getting near like nine at least. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I have a couple quick etymologies for you, if right. I could. All right. Uh, first of all, somebody said beeline the other day. Like, make a beeline for it. It was which- me. Oh, you! Okay. I asked you for the etymology of beeline. Oh, did you? And then I forgot to follow up on it. Yeah, because I said it to one of my boys. I was like, "We'll make a beeline." Then I was like, "Why? Why do we say that?" That's really funny. Bees and then don't fly. I said it over line. the weekend too, and thought of it again. And yeah, so here we are. We're getting back to this now. So the word beeline combined is just the words bee, as in the buzzing bees, and line. And the idea is that well, a bee when it's done feeding will take the shortest path back to its hive without delay. So oh. that's why we call it a beeline because that's the belief is that a, a bee will just it will go straight to the hive right without distractions. That's why we say beeline. I didn't know that about bees. Me neither. But I guess they are quite efficient little things, aren't they? Are. they? So mm-hmm. so there you go. Easy. Uh, the other one is straight laced. Somebody said hey, you're straight laced the other day, which means like of of high moral value, yeah. right? Or you're fairly strict in moral values. Put together. Yeah, so we now spell it straight as in straight, not crooked. But originally it was spelled straight as in like dire straits or, you know, a straight in water, meaning narrow. And the term straight laced comes from an old school women's bodice or corset, which would be laced up and pulled really tight. So a woman with a straight laced bodice had a bodice that was pulled really tight and really proper and prim. And this is how we came to mean like tight moral values or, you know, she's very prim and proper with her moral values is because a woman that's looking proper when she's displayed out in the world back then, she was in a straight-laced bodice. Not like one of those loose corset floozies, right? Exactly, yeah. The mm. ones where you can, the boobs are popping out and it was all uneven. Nobody wants that. at nope. all. Nope. So proper women would have a straight-laced bodice and then we carried that on to mean good moral values as well. Okay. There you go. A couple of them for ya. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, it's wedding season. It is. I came across this excellent TikTok channel. It's this dude named Stephen Birkins. He's a pianist, mm-hmm. and he takes popular. Still love that so- term, by oh, the way. It's so funny. Every time you I'm say a it. Penist. Penist. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a penist. He's a wonderful penist. Excuse um, me? Anyway, sorry. So he takes popular music and he, he turns them into like wedding arrangements. Nice. So for the, the wedding party to enter to and then the bride to enter to. Yep. Um, so I'm going to play a few of these for you. He does everything from like metal to rap to pop. And That's he does awesome. a beautiful job of it. And he's got like hundreds of these. But I'm going to play, I think I have four for you here. And we'll see if you can identify the band. It's always a medley, so it's always like three, four songs. Oh, okay. And then like, when the bride comes in, it'll be their big hit or whatever. Nice. So, um, even if you can just sing along, because I know you're not good with the names of no, songs or artists. terrible. Here you go. Here's the first one. It always starts like this. It always starts with the... Yeah. And then he gets into the... Packable Cannon. Yeah. Into... Sound familiar? Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. You know the song? Yes, but what is it? Sing a little bit of it and we'll count it. Uh, no, I okay, can't. Okay, that's the offspring. Oh, okay. Okay, here's your next one. That's song one. 
funny. These are throwing me off because I can sing and then he goes, oh. Do you know the band yet? Oh, man. This okay, is I'll hilarious. Give you the last one you should get. This is the bride's entrance. That's Rise Against. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Try this one. Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, that's Blink One Eighty Two. It's funny. I don't know. It's the Rise Against one. I'm, I'm shocked. Although yeah. I don't know a ton of Rise Against. We so play all three of those why, songs yeah, on the station. And I'm, so. I couldn't get it, which is funny because normally with uh, notes I can. This yeah. last one's going to be tougher, mm. <laughs> but I, exp- I thought you might have a shot. Would be Kiss, your boyfriend's favorite band, and probably That's why the song I was that meant for loving. That's you will what walk I was down saying. the aisle to. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Cliff, listen. That is not how he would be yelling. He's so He's sad. So mad. He's so right sad. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I stumbled across this list of what they were calling some of the most common Canadian phrases, and this, of course, in the spirit of Canada Day. And uh, one thing on the list irked me. Um, it was the saying, "That's jokes." That's jokes. Did you in ever, what context? Have you, did you ever use that fra- phrase? Okay. I don't think so. So it was a big thing for a while in high school or some school for me. And there were people who, it, it, it's like that's jokes instead of that's a joke or that's funny. People would say that's jokes. Mm, no, I haven't heard that. I don't oh like my, it. Oh my, it's awful. It's so awful. And it was a big fad in Brampton High School for a while there. And it's all, everything about it just drives me bonkers. And I saw this list <laughs> and I was like, first of all, that is not one of the most Canadian phrases ever. And second, let's not pretend it was and just broadcast that into the world as if it's something that we as Canadians <laughs> say. We're going to come across as an annoying people, That's aren't we? jokes. Yes. Uh, please no. Please I wonder if no. it was common out this way, if it was a regional thing. Yeah, I know. Because I don't remember that. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, 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 I read that and it brought back memories of being in high school. And I was like, no. What would be the most common Canadian phrases, though? Like Stereotypically or what we actually say? What we actually say. Because the stereotypes would be A. A. And I, I found when I moved to Australia that we don't say, or I don't say A, I say hey. Mm, which is the it's, American I, version of that. Yeah. And I, well, n- no, I think it's Canadians look for approval at the end of what they say. Yes. Yep. So I would say hey at the end instead of A, but I don't know, like... I don't think Americans do that at the, the end of what they're saying. Mm, the, the hay is used there more so than here, but not quite as the same as looking for approval, I don't think. Right. It's more of a statement. Yeah, but yeah, A is is obviously sorry. the stereotypical one. Sorry. Would be the big one. But yeah, what about what we actually say? 
Is there any? I don't know. It's always the stereotypes. It is always double, stereotypes. Double, double. You talk about Tim Hort, right? Everyone, oh, you go to Timmy's and double, double. Uh, uh, yeah. That'd be, I don't know. But that's jokes is not in there, okay? Let's just clarify that to everybody. We don't, as a Canadian people, say that's jokes all the time. Please come to visit Canada. We won't say that's jokes oh. at you. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What did you learn today, Shauna? We were just talking about how they always use brown paper bags in movies instead of plastic bags for some reason. And we were like, this is way before it was, you know, frowned upon to use the plastic bag. Yep. And it's always been the case. And ever, I was I was like, why would that be? And uh, a lot of people said, first of all, that the brown paper bags that are used, they don't make noise because they're made of some sort of foam material. Because mm. we were talking about the rustling, and I was like, maybe that's why you don't use plastic bags, because they rustle a lot, and it maybe would, would make noise. And then you said paper bags would too, but no, because they're made out of this foam material. It's probably easier to make a paper bag look real out of foam yep. than it is to make a plastic bag look real out of foam. But I was reading another theory as to why you use the paper bag is because the plastic bag is in an awkward spot because you normally hang them down below and a lot of the times you want to frame the shot where it's upwards. So it's like, let's ah. say, waist up. So, so you still want to convey that the character is coming or going from exactly. groceries. But you maybe don't want to have to have the whole character in the shot so the paper bag is always being held up <laughs> by your upper that's side. true. You carry so, the two bags in very different positions. Yeah. So there you go. I hadn't even thought of that. Me neither. So there you go. Genius. This video came across my feed. So Andy Circus, he was the voice of Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And he he explained how he got the voice for that character. Mm. Here it is right here. This is the gospel truth. Whilst I was... Hang on a I'm just probably going to have to turn that music down so you can understand what Andy's saying. Yeah, here. thank you. Whilst I was thinking and preparing and working on the character my cat came into my kitchen and started coughing up a furball. I was thinking, well, this is really interesting as I'm watching. And then he started to literally go... <laughs> like that. And I thought, well, that might be very interesting if that then suddenly became... <laughs> so that's, that, that's kind of how the voice started to... That's how the voice started to come out. Isn't that interesting? Andy Serkis' cat. Is that actually true? That's what he said. Wow. That's what he said. His okay. cat was the inspiration for the voice of Gollum. I mean, I do find that interesting. Thank you for this music, though. You are welcome. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. With Stampede just around the corner, we often talk of the seminal cowboys of Alberta. But what about the cowgirls? Well, one of the most famous cowgirls in the entire world actually lived right here in Calgary and, in fact, helped found the Calgary Stampede. Grace Maud Benzel was her birth name, although she was better known by her stage name, Florence Ledoux. Florence was born in Minnesota, but her mother died when she was quite young, and Florence ran away from home to join what was essentially a cowboy circus known as the Wild West Show. She was a very skilled roper and rider at quite a young age, and she traveled around the world impressing audiences for many years. This is also where she met her future husband, Guy Wiedek, an accomplished rider and roper in his own right. If Wiedek sounds familiar, it's because he came up with the idea for the cowboy Stampede and is, of course, who Wiedekville is named after. But prior to this, the couple traveled around the world displaying their roping skills. In 1911, Florence squared off against a star performer, America's first cowgirl, Lucille Mulhall. She actually beat out Lucille and was named the 
women's champion in fancy and trick roping, a title she held until she retired. She performed the difficult feat of tying a double hitch and slackened rope with just two movements of her wrists. She competed for 31 years and won just about all her competitions. She was truly one of the world's best cowgirls. When Florence finally retired, she focused her energy toward helping her husband run the Calgary Exhibition and Stampede Rodeo. She also helped run the Stampede Guest Ranch, the first guest ranch in Canada. Under the ownership of Guy and Florence, the Stampede Ranch evolved from a cattle ranch to a dude ranch hosting tourists. They created a very cowboy atmosphere with a large main lodge and cabins. The ranch provided horses, a trail ride, and hunting and fishing trips, along with a small rodeo that guests could watch or even participate in. The ranch still exists to this day in Longview, Alberta, and along with the Calgary Stampede, it was all thanks to the vision of this influential couple, Guy Wiedek and Florence Ledoux. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X92.9, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. Now, do you think there's any benefits to eating out of the, the Ziploc bag, Sam? Cancer from the microwave plastic? <laughs> okay, well, that's not what I was looking for. No. But <laughs> no, I just think that like it's like it's easily accessible. You put this in your backpack, like, <laughs> Until something it like that. Rips the bag. You know, it's easy to put it away. You know. Yep. You keep it in your desk at work. It can be your desk spaghetti if you want. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts, or find it at x929.ca.